Hey, it's Alan Carter. Here is what's on the podcast today. Halloween is what? Canceled? What? What is it that the medical officer of health is actually trying to say? Plus, what are the top fun size candy bars to receive at Halloween? And an Ontario Blue Box shakeup. All of that straight ahead. Let's get to it. It has just turned to Monday afternoon, and guess what? Confusion reigns supreme in the province of Ontario. Confusion as you get your week started, because I think you're going to be asking yourself some tough questions about this whole trick-or-treating business. And if you're not going to be asking yourself tough questions to tell you who is, your kids. If you got kids, they're going to be saying to you, Uh, pardon? I said, Pardon? The second greatest day of the entire calendar year has been canceled. Trick-or-treating is off. Forget about it. That is the news from Dr. Williams. It released just out this morning saying that trick-or-treating in hot spots in the province of Ontario is not recommended. i got to dig into this like a hand going to a bottom of a bag of candy in just a second here. As we look at how does this make sense? I'm... I know that the the good doctor is up in about 55 minutes at your 1 o'clock update, and we'll be hearing from him. I'm going to talk about more about that in just a second, about why it doesn't quite add up, and not just to me. So I don't, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on television. But here are your numbers. 704. 704 is your daily case number. Uh, and as I often say, your daily number is really meaningless because although it indicates a trend, it is out of date. So although the number itself is important in the context, it is not really something to celebrate whether it's up or down over a course of a day or two days. This is a bigger number, uh, and it's big because it's not big enough, and that is 31,800 tests in the past 24 hours, still not at 50,000. In fact, we're, we're coming down on the test number, and I think there should be some tough questions asked to the Minister of Health, and I hope somebody asks Christine Elliott about this. Why is that test number coming down? Is that coming down because uh, of a lack of testing uh, processing, like, you know, do we don't have enough techs, we don't have enough swabs, what, whatever, that sort of thing? Or is it actually coming down because of the change in the province testing regimen? Is it just that fewer people are getting tests because there's more confusion and fewer people are just saying, you know, I'm going to go get test, tested because, you know, we're having people over this weekend, so we're all going for tests because there was a lot of that happening in the summer, and I don't think it's happening nearly as much now. So is that got an impact on the testing number? That would be an interesting question to ask. Here's a pending quest, uh, pending number, uh, pending question about a pending number. The pending test number is 16,300. So finally we have the pending number actually well below the actual test number. Both of those numbers are down from where they probably should be. Hospitalizations are up five, and ICUs are down two. And the reason I tell you that is because I'd like to keep an eye on that uh, that ICU number. 69 is your ICU number, and for context, 150 is our ICU capacity. Anything over that, we start to get into trouble with scheduled surgeries. Anything under 150, we can still continue with scheduled surgeries. Hotspots, this is going to be a big deal over this week, I think. This is a developing story here. As you look at your hotspots, Toronto 244, Peel 168, 
York 103, and Ottawa 51. Of course, all of those areas I just mentioned are in a modified stage two. Uh, York Region joining that as of today. But here's the other number that's kind of jumping out at me as you look at hotspots. Halton with 23. Now, I know that's not a huge number in terms of what Toronto is seeing, but that Halton number is ticking up steadily, and we have seen the willingness of the provincial government to expand that stage two, and there has been some indication that they're keeping a close eye on Halton. So if you live in Halton, you may soon be under that modified stage two as well. Let's get to the big news of the day, which uh, absolutely no questions asked, is all about Halloween. This is the uh, quote from the release that came out this morning. This is from uh, Dr. Williams, uh, quoted in an Ontario news news release. A traditional door-to-door trick-or-treating is not recommended, and people should consider alter- alternate ways to celebrate. You've got some... to be kidding me. <laughs> you know, the kids are going to be saying exactly that, Doug Ford. Uh, and let me just get into some of the things that he says in this, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna take you through what other areas and what other medical officials are saying because I don't know, Doc Williams, I don't know if you're standing by, but I'm having a hard time understanding why you've made this ruling. I don't understand that. I don't get it. I don't. I, think it is, I don't understand that. I don't. I don't understand it. Anyway, here are some of the other ways that uh, the Ontario government is suggesting that you. Celebrate Halloween, encouraging kids to dress up in our, and participate in virtual activities and parties. Uh, that is weak. That is not quite what the kids are looking for on Halloween. You can organize a Halloween candy hunt with people living in your own household. You know what that's called? It's called Easter. That's what that's called. Carving pumpkins. Uh-huh. Well, that's a good time. Is there candy in the shot? Is there candy in the pumpkin? No. Having a movie night or sharing scary stories. Here's a scary story, kids. You don't get to go trick or treating. Boo! I don't understand that. Uh, And you can decorate your front lawn. Just don't uh, let any kids on your front lawn. Now, so Dr. Williams says not recommended for trick or treating. Isaac Bogosh, as you uh, know, of course, is an epidemiologist, a medical expert, and he's on this radio station quite often commenting on uh, various parts of the restrictions and COVID and all all that sort of stuff. Uh, Here's what uh, Isaac Bogosh tweeted, and I put a lot of stock into what Isaac Bogosh has got to say. And trust me, if you are listening to me right now, you should put more stock in what Isaac Bogosh has to say than what I have to say about anything medical. Absolutely. But here's what Isaac Bogosh uh, tweeted. Quote, this doesn't sit right. The goal should be to find ways to do things safely rather than cancel. Halloween shouldn't be too tough to do safely. Outside, wearing masks, restricted to family units, distant from others, is about as low risk as it gets. And that is just one doctor that is not on the health command table. I just stand by for Dr. Michael Warner from Michael Garrett Hospital. I don't know if you follow him. He is just routinely very, very critical of the Ford government. And I suspect he, too, is going to have to, you know, cock an eyebrow, if you pardon the expression, uh, at this. Why is it we're doing this? You know what British Columbia has said? 
In BC, go ahead, trick or treat, knock yourself out. Just you know, be safe about it. You know, maybe maybe you get. You know, Teresa Tam, what'd she say last week? Hand out hand out candy at the end of a hockey stick. That sounds more dangerous than COVID nineteen. Frankly, I don't understand that. I don't get it. That's a that's a high stick right there. That's what that is. Two minutes, Doctor Williams. Two minutes for looking so good. So. You're outside. You can maybe put the candy out so that maybe, you know, in a couple of bowls, you do something like that. You can do that. That's not a problem. You're all wearing masks. You know, except for that one, except for, except for that one weird parent that always decides to go is like, you know, wear their sexy outfit out as they take their kids out. That's always awkward, isn't it? Oh, hey, Meredith. Sexy nurse. Sexy nurse. That seems to be... Well, that's unusual. Uh, so it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter that you got the mask, and uh, Dr. Williams just last week was saying, you know, just because you're wearing the Darth Vader, you know, Luke, I am your pandemic. And just because you're wearing that, it doesn't mean that you still don't have to wear an actual mask underneath that. So you got a double mask. You get a double mask, it's Halloween. You're going to be safe. Safe trick-or-treating. But in the province of Ontario, it's not happening. It's not happening. British Columbia says it can happen. Canada's medical officer of health says, you know, with proper procedures and so on, it can happen. In Ontario, if you're in a hot spot, and a reminder, that is Ottawa, Peel, Toronto, and now, featuring York, in those areas, no door-to-door. And Halton, again, looking at you, I wouldn't be making plans. I wouldn't be buying candy. Not to hand out at the front door, because I think there's a good chance that Halton may join that modified stage, too. And if Halton does, that means the good folks in Burlington, my hometown, at Oakville and all those area, other areas in Halden, Milton, no trick-or-treating for you. And I'll tell you what's going to happen here. Here's what's going to happen. 45 minutes from now, Doug Ford's going to get up there. He's going to have something to say. He's going to call somebody an absolute champion. And then the questions are going to start. And Doc Williams is going to come up there, and he's going to try and explain why it is that he has made this recommendation for these areas of the province when other doctors and with other jurisdictions and with when the Canadian Medical Officer of Health has suggested it can go forward, why is it that he has made this ruling for these areas? And the doctor will come up there, he will talk for two and a half minutes, and Doc Williams, what will be the takeaway? I don't understand that. I don't get it. That's going to be the takeaway today. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Monday. Confusion in Ontario reigns supreme. The big news today is the news from the Medical Officer of Health saying that door-to-door trick-or-treating, the traditional door-to-door trick-or-treating, should not happen in the hotspots in Ontario. That is Ottawa, Toronto, Peel, 
and York, and Dr. David Williams is coming up just shortly after 1 o'clock. He will be with the Premier, and if you were listening to our last segment, we uh, were taking some calls and also trying to answer a skill-testing question, uh, which comes from uh, 538, which is a polling company in the United States. Keep in mind, this is United States U.S. data, but uh, I asked the question, what are the top five, the top five fun-size candies to receive at Halloween, and we've only got number four so far, and that is the Kit Kat. The answers to those questions coming up. But first, it is Waste Reduction Week here in the province of Ontario, and the province's Minister of the Environment making an announcement about recycling today, and I'm pleased to welcome to the program Minister Jeff Urich. Welcome, Minister. Uh, Good afternoon. Thanks for having me on today. Your announcement today about an expansion of blue bin for consumers and for you know people putting their separating their trash out. I mean, in terms of immediate changes, is there anything in terms of what you can put in the blue box? Uh, there hasn't been a change as yet. Um, that uh, standardized list that we're putting together will come out uh, over the next uh, year or so and transition from. Uh, uh, municipalities running uh, the blue box system to producers will start in 2023. You put in your announcement today that a number of things will um, be allowed in eventually, but what kind of timeline do you have on that in terms of other things being allowed to be put in the blue box? Uh, we'll uh, finalize our consultation uh, over uh, as soon as the review of the regulations uh, goes through the process by the end of the year, and then uh, during the next year we'll finalize that uh, list, and then we'll begin moving forward with uh, the expansion of what can go into the blue box uh, system. You mentioned that you're going to transition the cost of the program away from municipal taxpayers mm-hmm. uh, to the producers of the products. But at the end of the day, is it not the consumer still paying for that? There will be increased cost to the end consumer. might not come from the tax base, but you're still paying for it. Well, we look, it's going to save municipalities about $135 million. And then with the consolidation of the programs, there's currently 240 different blue box programs operating in Ontario. Uh, there'll be basically one blue box program operating. Uh, so we figure that savings uh, for running the producer responsibility will be about 38%. Um, and then going forward, uh, if, if there are uh, costs incurred as expansion of the amount of products we are recycling and the diversity of the products available, uh, we've calculated less than one cent uh, per product uh, increase in cost to cover uh, the changes that will occur. What kind of uptake do we have on recycling in the province of Ontario from a consumer point of view? Uh, the Blue Box program uh, generally uh, can, can divert uh, right now probably around 70% uh, of the product from household waste, but uh, only 30% of that Blue Box waste actually goes into recycling. It's contaminated or the wrong products in the Blue Box, and it all ends up going into uh, the, the landfills. So we have a lot of work to do. We're, we're, we did pretty well, but we've been stagnant for 15 years, and that's why we're uh, uh, making the changes necessary to improve our targets and ensure the, uh, the producers who are responsible for the waste are also responsible for the recycling program. The reaction from environmental groups has not been positive to your announcement today. Uh, while uh, the Environmental Defense putting out a statement calling the announcement narrow in scope with low targets, a long transition period, and it's going to mean millions of more tons of single-use products and packaging ending up in Ontario parks, lakes, and landfills. Your reaction to that? 
Well, I mean, I'd, I'd have to question that, uh, that comment by environmental defense. You know, the targets we are setting are going to be the highest in North America. Uh, we're expanding recycling into apartment buildings, long-term care homes, retirement homes, schools and parks across the province, which currently aren't there. I think we're, we're making a great uh, headway into uh, trans, trans, transferring the cost of the program to the producers. I, I'm quite optimistic this is going to be a positive change for the environment, a positive change for uh, Ontarians and, and creating the new circular economy, which will create offshoot jobs and, uh, and, and promote the reuse of, of product instead of ending up in the landfill. Does the Ontario government have a position on the federal government's recent announcement about single-use plastic and the specific uh, the specific products that they uh, singled out? No, we're just taking a, a careful look at uh, the products they have selected and 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 how they're going to go forward. I have, a, I have a call with Minister Wilkinson later this week to have further discussion on that issue. Um, we want to make sure uh, that we're working together and and uh, the, the feds aren't. Uh, uh, moving unilaterally against uh, the different provinces because we want to make sure there's uh, ample supply for the uh, the uh, circular economy in order to make it a go so other recyclables can can go forward. So, you know, we're 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 again reviewing the economic impacts and uh, uh, you know we placed in 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 our plan to have some of those products that they are planning to ban in the blue box program in case their plan gets uh, uh, deferred or pushed further down the rule roll. Jeff York is Ontario's Minister of the Environment, making an announcement today about an expansion of recycling programs in Ontario. Minister, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, Mark, for having me. Appreciate it. That is Jeff York. So a little bit of a change, potential change, and that's the key there. Is That's a good announcement for this week. Uh, however, as I pointed out to you, environmental defense and other environmental group saying it doesn't go nearly far enough, but this is all sort of, you know, down the road. So this week, as you're putting out the garbage and you're thinking about what goes in the blue box and what doesn't, there's no change. And sometimes it it can be difficult for government because, you know, obviously, you know, as a government, you want to try and look like you're on top of things. And so, you know, that's what governments do. They make announcements and they try and get the word out there. But it, it can be confusing for people because you could, might you might hear that news today and say, well, there's changes, right? I can put, I can put this single-use plastic in the blue bin. Well, no, you can't. There's been no change. And a couple of things to keep in mind. I don't know if you know this. I, maybe this was just, you just know this in your house. But did you know that you can't recycle pizza boxes? Did you know this? It's because of the food product on the actual pizza. If there's grease on it or anything on it at all, it can't actually be recycled as cardboard. And the other one that I always forget is black plastic. The black plastic, those black plastic containers you get, you can put the other plastics possibly in the recycling. Oh, there's new evidence that sometimes that, that stuff doesn't actually get recycled at all, but I'll leave that to the side. But black plastic, that goes right in the garbage. And I you know, over the last couple of years, I've just noticed like, you know, a bunch of takeout places that used to have, you know, what used to have the foil with you know the round foil thing with the cardboard top on it, that takeaway, they've all now transitioned to black plastic with clear plastic lids. And that stuff not recyclable. And that's not good. Shall we get back to the candy? I think we should get back to the candy. The answer to the skill testing question that I posed over the past half hour, which is, what is the best 
fun-sized. I love that. I love that moniker. It's fun-sized. It's not full-sized. It's fun-sized. Fun-sized candy bar. What is the most desirable fun-sized candy bar to get at the door at Halloween? Remind Reminder that you will not be getting it at my door because I live in Toronto and the medical officer of health just said that traditional door-to-door trick-or-treating is not recommended. So don't come, don't, you know, don't come knocking. Don't come around here no more, Tom Petty. You know, no sneaking around my back door, Gordon Lightfoot after sundown. None of that. All right, here's your top five ultimate Halloween candy power ranking. Uh, This is from the polling firm 538. This is an American thing, so you're not going to get... You know, you're not going to get ketchup chips in here, for example. So don't don't at me about this. It's an American thing. Fine. Sometimes we'd use U.S. stuff. It's a guide. All right? Fine. Number five. On your top fun-sized candy to receive at Halloween. Snickers. Number four. Kit Kat. Number three. Twix. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In what world does a Twix outrank a Kit Kat? In no proper world. Number three is Twix. Number two, Reese's Miniatures. Reese's Miniatures, number two. And the number one, fun size candy to receive at Halloween. It's the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Oh, baby. Winner. Gagnon. Winner. So, parents out there, if you live in the hot spots, you will just be simply buying boxes of those and just giving them to your kids and then watching them bounce off the walls and then try to put them to bed, just like any other Halloween. And then once they're finally in bed, you can sit down on the couch and just work back the rest of the box. Oh, good times. That is the podcast for today. Don't forget to catch The Alan Carter Show weekdays beginning at noon.